Thank you for downloading today's UW Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Van Campen, and in studio we have Shona Rowan, Performance Consultant. How are you doing, Shona? Great, Josh. Thanks so much for having me back. Anytime, anytime. So, we're, I'm really keen to talk about with the work you're doing with women. I know you do a lot of work helping companies develop and retain their female staff, and you're hugely passionate about empowering women. Tell me a bit about the sorts of work you do and how companies can engage you. Yeah, so I do a whole range of work. So often companies will engage me to run um, a workshop, like a munch and learn session, or you know, a workshop targeted at a specific population, all around helping support and develop and retain their female staff. Um, other clients will engage me to do a kind of a bigger event. So I was in in London recently, and a lot of my clients ran big events where they'd have like a hundred people, and they would combine that with their internal staff, but also with some of their female clients, and make it a really interactive and empowering event that way you know and other clients engage me in terms of you know one-on-one coaching contracts or even things like webinars so there's a whole range of ways people engage me I guess in terms of the the theme of you know inspiring and developing and retaining their female staff it's very much you know companies that want to invest and support and help you know women often in these really challenging environments or very male dominated environments so I work a lot you know oil and gas mining law a lot of industries where women are perhaps in the minority and then kind of equipping them with skills and attributes and mindsets that research shows you know will help them have that success in those tough environments. So can you tell me a couple of things one or two that you find a lot of the your female clients are struggling with? Yeah, so what's been really interesting, I've worked in this space for, for you know, 10, nearly 15 years now, and what starts to happen when you work with people is you start to notice common themes coming up. And in terms of my female clients, it's always things that I can personally relate to as well, obviously. So one of the things is confidence. And confidence is obviously a huge topic. And so in terms of, the, you know, the part I want to talk about today, it would be confidence in terms of things like high-achieving women, for example. So I work with a lot of intelligent, amazing, high-achieving women. Um, but because of that, they often often will struggle with things like imposter syndrome, which a lot of people are talking about at can the moment. Ex- yeah, can you explain what imposter syndrome is? Yeah, so imposter syndrome, it's often called, you know, high achiever syndrome and in inverted commas. It's it's where people who are usually, you know, very successful have this fear or doubt of being found out for not really knowing what they're doing or, you know, they feel like they're going to be found out as being a fraud, you know, that people aren't, are going to realise they're not as intelligent perhaps as, as, you know, people really think they are. And what's really interesting is it's people that have had success but they almost like they can't claim it internally they kind of dismiss it and they will they will say oh you know I was just successful because people really liked me or I just was in the right place at the right time so it was purely luck based or you know I just worked harder than everybody else they almost can't claim and think it was because of their intelligence or their own abilities and I see that a lot so in terms of confidence when I'm working with women you know the confidence thing does come up a lot and things like imposter syndrome which which links to that is more common in women than in men and it's much more common in you know male dominated industries so if you are in an industry where there's a lot more men than women you are more likely to feel like that Um, and also imposter syndrome links to things like perfectionism which can also um, impact confidence and that again is much more common in women than in men Um, I guess another one I just see a lot in my in my clients is is that kind of how we feel around things like selling ourselves or self-promotion now men and women can obviously struggle with this but research does say you know a lot of women have that mindset that their hard work will speak for itself and you know they don't want to seem like they're arrogant they don't want to seem like they're bragging especially in the Australian culture where you know there's the whole tall poppy syndrome and people will kind of want to cut you down if they think you think too much of yourself and so because of that a lot of the women I meet 
yeah, they kind of play under the radar and then they wonder why they're perhaps getting overlooked for opportunities. And so I, I love empowering and supporting and helping women, you know, boost their confidence and learn to sell themselves in an authentic way so that they can achieve the things that they want to achieve. Where does that come from? Does it come from the work environment? Does it come from when they're at uni, when they're in high school, the, f- yeah. the family home? It's a massive mixed bag. There's lots of things that can lead to it. So, you know, your education and your upbringing, like life experiences that you had can make you doubt your yourself more um, things that happen to you even things like they say you know if you work on your own a lot you can be more likely to kind of doubt yourself because you're not getting that on the job kind of feedback it does say if you work in kind of tough environments where perhaps you feel you, you know not comfortable enough to ask questions or you know it's really kind of a critical environment those things can also lend to that sure. so yep. So it's really different for all of my clients in terms of what causes it. But what's really fascinating is when when people kind of go, wow, that is how I feel. And once you kind of can put a, a bit of a label on it and awareness around it, then you can start to unpick it and deal with it. And, you know, just because we feel like an imposter or just because we feel like we don't deserve something, you know, doesn't mean it's true. Where do you get your confidence from? Where do you get your confidence? God, big questions, Josh. Love it. You know, lots of different places, you know, authentic confidence often, you know, comes from within. It's how we see ourselves. It's it's our own beliefs around what we're capable of, of and who we are as a person and our ability to create the things that we want in our lives and, and all that kind of stuff. But also there's a lot of research saying, you know, external things and uh, things like your body language. Um, you know, some of people listening to this might have seen the very famous TED Talk by Amy Cuddy, which she's a social scientist from Harvard. And she's shown through her research how changing your physiology, changing your body language to take on postures that take up more space, etc., are proven to then impact, you know, your physical hormones and how you actually feel on the inside. So the whole fake it till you make it has kind of got some science behind it now. But also other external things as well like the people you hang out with, you know, people that support you, having a coach, having a mentor, reading inspirational things, doing things you enjoy that reinforce that. So there's a whole mixed range of internal and external things I think we can do to help support confidence. But definitely I spend a lot of time helping people with the unhelpful mindsets and, and some of those beliefs that, that often are subconscious, um, you know, to help drive that confidence from within yeah, and because I just have, have to ask that question because uh, as we've discussed on previous podcasts with your ballroom dancing <laughs> background, yeah. you can't exactly be unconfident to be a ballroom dancer, can you? Well, that is a great question, Josh, because, um, you know, in the performing arts, you know, people get really good um, at performing. And what you find is, and definitely was for me, you know, yes, as my career progressed, I got more confidence, but also... you know performers and definitely me and a lot of my friends would really struggle with the self-doubt because you're working in such an elite industry where everyone's really good almost like the higher up I got in some ways the self-doubt comes with that so it's a bit of a up and down slippery slope you know and I've heard that from a lot of other kind of performers you know when you're and that links back to imposter syndrome when you're around other people who are doing really well you're almost more likely to question yourself because the bar is so high if that makes sense but do you also hope they fail like is there is there an element there come on no I didn't hope they fail in fact my strategy when I was a competitive ballroom dancer I realized that focusing on the competition was never that helpful for me I didn't used to fuel myself up in that way so I learned very quickly to 
just focus on my own game, so focus is, on myself. So is that something um, important for people, for everyone yeah. in the workplace? Is not concentrate on what other people are I doing? I think that's a good strategy. Yourself. I yeah. think it's really easy to get caught up in comparisons and looking at what other people are doing. And one of the strategies when I'm teaching people confidence is don't compare yourself unfavorably to others. Don't compare yourself to people who are different to you, have a different skill set to you. Kind of, yeah, focus back on yourself because um, if you get caught up in all of that stuff, then that can again be a kind of blocker around your self-confidence. So when should people start looking at someone else? Like if someone's successful, mm. I want to be like them. Like, Is it a case of maybe cherry picking a few elements of what makes them successful? Yeah, I think it's how they do the kind of comparison because if you have role models and there's people that you look at and you admire, and I've always had those, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great strategy. Research shows, you know, find role models and emulate things and go, oh, I like that. I'm going to learn from that. Or I like that bit about them. I'm going to learn from that. So that's all positive and that's all great. When it becomes an issue is when you're comparing yourself to someone and then kind of criticizing yourself off the back and getting stuck into that kind of, oh, well, I could never be that good or it's so much better than me. And, and you're in interpretation leading you to a, a negative feeling within yourself if that makes sense so it's not the comparison itself it's almost like that negative comparing that's bad Do and how you you know attach that to yourself and yeah. interpret that in terms of your own performance so do people let's say someone's comparing themselves to someone else that they work with would it be important for them to find out more about that person see where how they got to their their yeah. position because i think for a lot of people everyone sees the finished product they haven't seen the hard work that goes into getting into certain roles oh yeah absolutely so find out more be inquisitive try not to see it as a threat do you know what i mean learn from that because that's one of the biggest things when i when i teach people i'm like we can all learn from other people all the time. You know, you don't have to be in a formalized mentoring relationship, which you and me have talked about before. They don't have to be your standard coach. People are teaching you stuff just by observing them. Observe the way they interact with other people and how they run their business and how they are in a company and, and learn from that. Take the bits you like and kind of dismiss the things you don't like. But yeah, stay away from negative comparisons. Absolutely focus on your own game. You know, back yourself. Everyone's unique. Everyone's got strengths. Everyone's got weaknesses. Research says confident people just focus focus more on their own strengths and less on their weaknesses, you know? Now, one thing, you've got a lot of resources on your website that are for free. How can people find out more about that? Yeah, so if you'd like to know more about the work I do, there's a free tab on my on my website, www.shonarowan.com, and there's a couple of free things you can do there. I also write monthly newsletters to my online community that you can sign up to for free, and if you'd like to know more about the work I do, then I also obviously offer a free consultation where you can find out more about the ways I work with individuals and organisations to boost their performance, so you can just get in touch as well through the website. Perfect. Highly recommend hitting up Shona, so do it quick, people. All right. <laughs> now, that's all the time we've got. Sh nice, short and quick, but Shona, really appreciate your time and I uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much, Josh. Speak to you soon.